That's right, folks. It's Old Fashioned Workin' Whiskey, a podcast brought to you by me, Jason Courtney, and my friend and engineer and business partner and confidant and long-haired hippie friend, Olin Hyde. Me? Could it be? <laughs> Although I'm saying long bearded friend, you might not be long bearded friend soon, eh? Right. Yeah, if I can pull this costume off. I'm hoping so. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait. So we're obviously recording this prior to Halloween, but this will air after Halloween, most yeah, likely. Sometime closer to November, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, yeah. okay. But if uh, if this is the case, it was recorded while Olin had a long beard and now we're looking at a baby face. Yeah, hopefully. it's definitely long. It keeps getting caught in my microphone. Oh goodness, that's that's too long, huh? Yeah, in last night. Several times I was like rolling over in the bed and like I got caught in my armpit. And I was like, <laughs> okay. We're... Oh, problems you never thought you'd have, huh? Yeah, I was like, we're getting we're getting crazy here. <laughs> so the uh, the outfit was all planned to get rid of the beard? No, no. Uh-huh. I, you know, I don't plan our Halloween outfits ever. This is Heather's, definitely her forte, like in her passion. And so I just let her run with it. I just go along for the ride. Yeah, I am still pressing hard to avoid <laughs> outfits at all. Like, I'm just going to be me. Got four <laughs> days. <laughs> We're, we haven't talked about it yet. The, oh, the kid, Jesus the is going to pull out and be like, hey, here you go. The kiddo's good. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm sitting back. Like, going to any ha- Halloween parties? Well, so we're talking. We've got, we've got. Uh, so you're going dressed up. We've got. You just the, don't know it yet. We've got the kiddo. We, we're not going to any parties, but we're talking about going to a friend's house for the neighborhood walk around with friends and. Um, but I am. I haven't gotten this approved yet. But I'm going to try and be the old fart that sits at home and hands out candy. I've never done it. Well, you I, are in a good neighborhood for it right? too, and yeah. we got some decorations that where she's all about decorating. Like I actually we have a really enjoyed that every decor for every holiday. She was like, I was like, Hey, she's like, Oh, we got to get a box for the dog. We just got a dog. And she's like, we got to get a box for the dog's toys. And I'm like, or bo- dog stuff. And I was like, we already have a box for his toys. That's just for toys. We have his, he's got a car seat. He's got a sling. He's got a, you name it. He's got everything. I'm like, we're not getting a dad gum stroller. I'm putting my foot down. So how big is this dog? <laughs> It's a ant. It's like four pounds. It's yeah. It's little. You could literally fit it under your sh- entire shoe. Yeah, he like rides on my shoulder everywhere. It's great. Um. So yeah. So I'm like, hey, well, we can't ha- we can't have any more totes. Like we've reached our tote limit. We've got. I go into the office. I'm like, look at all these totes, and she's like, yeah, that's just for what we've had so far, which is summer, uh, fall. Halloween. We still have to decorate for Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, Valentine's Day, Easter. Wow. Like we don't decorate for Valentine's Day. She goes, You don't, but we do. I was like, Oh, okay. All right. You know, so I'm I'm learning all this stuff, but I am pushing hard to not have a costume. We'll see. Next year I might not be so fortunate. It's just gonna come out of the closet. She's like, Here, I I bought this for you. Luckily, my size is such that, you know, it's uh it's not easy to just pull something out of your hat. Spirit of Halloween doesn't carry your size. No, no, praise God. Oh, so what are we imbibing today? We've got some Calumet Farm eight year. Calumet Farm, if you haven't heard this podcast before, is by far my favorite. It's always a solid, solid bottle. Yeah, we've uh, we've done the 15 year. This is the eight year. Uh, It's a 90 proof. So that makes it 45 percent alcohol by volume. And uh, there are less than 50 barrels in this batch size. So this is a vintage release eight-year. 
Yeah. So let's, uh, how's the Smells nose? really smooth. The nose is good. Yeah. Smooth as always. Yeah. It is really good. Yeah. That's, Calium. That sneaks up on you good. Like you could drink several old fashions with that. And then all of a sudden you'd be like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Cause it's so smooth. You don't even really, it doesn't really burn. Like it warms mm-hmm. a little in the belly. Warms a little, but not too bad. Hmm. Calumet farms. Thank God they got out of horse breeding and got into <laughs> bourbon. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Well, I have just gotten back from, I've been gone four of the last five weeks. Um, out of office, out of state, <laughs> out of touch with reality. It Little feels Johnny like. Cash for oh, you, Oh, huh? my gosh. It is, uh, it's been a lot, but it's been good. Uh, we had a couple of conferences that we attended, uh, a couple that I attended. You attended one with Matt and I and um, up in Chicago. And so I wanted to talk about conventions and what, how, do we, how do you do a convention, right? Is there a game plan around it? Is there... What, what, is it just a hangout fest? And yeah, cause there are a lot of times, you know, companies look at conventions and they're like, Oh, those aren't worth the expense to go to, but we've got a handful that we always go to and we won't miss. And like, this was one of those conventions in Chicago around janitorial. And I, you know, people are probably thinking there's a janitorial convention, but it's huge, huge humongous. Um, and you know, my wife was even like, what? why do you go to this? Like, what's the point? What, it, what it benefit do you get out of this? And I told her, I was like, well, for this one, the education isn't necessarily the reason, but the trade show is tremendous and everybody releases all their new stuff here. They really, you know, do a big to do about it. And so I just took a video of it this time, a Marco Polo of the trade show floor and sent it to her. And she was like, Oh wow. Like that is huge. She was like, mm-hmm. I understand now like that. That is amazing. And, and you and I, you know, pre COVID it was, it was even bigger. And, um, it's a trade show that you could walk on the floor for three days and still not see everything. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Hundreds, if not thousands of vendors. Yeah. I mean, it's just gigantic. And so you could go in there and walk around and then, never come away with anything, but mm-hmm. there's things we've done over time for these conventions that have made them very profitable for us and made it where it's always worthwhile to go to. Yeah. We, we have built great vendor relationships and I'm going to throw Matt Mays under the bus a little bit here. Cause I don't think he listens to <laughs> our uh, podcast. podcast. Yeah. He might. Um, Cause I told him about it and, oh, thanks, uh, Oh, <laughs> Coming through on the watch for you, huh? <laughs> yeah. Good, good. Glad it wasn't me this time. Uh, so he and I got to go to the Scaling Up Conference in Denver together and spend some one-on-one time, and I have not done that before. And uh tell you what, I really like the guy. He's sharp. He's, he's quick on his feet. He is young like us. He's a mover and a shaker and uh, had some great conversations with him. But uh one of the things that, I expressed was like our vendor relationships are superior. And he's like, I, I don't do things that don't add value to our company. Like, and he didn't see where that did. And then yeah. I kind of explained what the relationships look like, the, the key relationships. And I think he thought like, Hey, I spend like 25 minutes a day on the phone with them. And I'm like, no, no, like maybe 
15 minutes a month texting. Yeah. To keep and, these relationships. And then when we get a little the, conversation at the conferences yeah, and, and maybe a little, you know, night out on the town drinks or something, but yeah. nothing, nothing crazy. And I told him like, Hey, when, when COVID came around, we were able because of our vendor relationship to get put on the pallet program with the, with the wipes, right? Like where we yeah. were able to sell pallets to, to customers of disinfectant wipes that people are literally fighting to get their hands on. Yeah, you and couldn't like, find them. Yeah, and they're like, "Hey, how many pallets a month do you want?" And I'm like, how many? Yeah, and I don't forget how many we did—five or something a month. Yeah, I came here. It was a lot. You know, but I was like, that generated revenue for us. It 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 increased our value to our customers. And he's like, "Oh, wow! Like I, I didn't think about it that way." I'm like, you know, when when we have an issue, I was like, you know, our our relationship with GP Pro uh, Georgia Pacific, um, they. We came in and for our customer at no cost to them, we're able to get them better dispensers, which ended up saving them somewhere a between lot. a quarter of a million to half a million dollars a year in paper waste. We didn't make a dime off of it, yeah. but because of our relationship, we were able to get those dispensers to them. We added value to our relationship with GP pro because now they're, they're mm. getting better. You know, yeah, their revenue is up. Yeah. And then also, it brought added value to us because now our customer was like, man, these guys are just always looking out for us. Mm-hmm. He's like, Oh, you know, like, so he was able to see how we yeah. utilize those vendor relationships. Um, Oh, what's our timekeeping system? Oh, Chronotech. Yeah. Chronotech. I'm not going to share all the secrets because right. I don't yeah. want Brandon to, to freak we're, out, but we're helping them. On we're helping them. Brand you know, new platform. They're brand building new platform out. and, giving them feedback and they're helping us out by setting up certain programs the way we want it versus how it would normally be done. You know, there's, there's a, a great deal of give and take in that. Like we receive just as much as we give, Yeah, you know, on that end of the deal and because of our vendor relationships. And so that's something we've always focused on um, very heavily and done well because of it. Yeah. And there's been several different things at this convention in particular in the fall for, for janitorial that has benefited either us specifically or the brand as a whole. Um, when I was with HQ, we were having a, a time there for a while where vacuums were an issue for the brand mm-hmm. and they were either way too expensive or people were going to Walmart and buying cheapos and mm-hmm. there was just that was us we were buying walmart cheapos yeah but it was like the wild wild west because everybody was like look they're either way too expensive uh to make sense for some of the smaller customer base or you know we have to go to walmart and buy them and then the cords are too short and they break and they wear out and so they're you know spending a lot more on it and so i went to this trade show this convention with that that was my one objective i was like if i leave here with a good price on a good vacuum, then this whole trip has been worth it. And I did it. I struck a deal right on the floor that year uh, with one of the the vacuum manufacturers. Which I got to tell you, I'm a little disappointed because I know you left and it wasn't able to be follow, followed up on. We were supposed to get our logo. Yeah, we were buying so many. They were willing to consider dual branding. So it still have their logo on it, but they were going to put our logo on the vacuums. That's how successful the relationship was. Still want those, by the way. <laughs> I don't know why. I just love seeing our logo everywhere. Well, and it just happened that 
the vacuums were green, which was like, you know, icing on the cake. Cause our, our company was their only color back then was green. Yeah. We've kind of expanded now. Blue. Yeah. Bluish teal. I don't know. Yeah. I'm colorblind. Colorblind. <laughs> yeah. So the conference has been very good. I've made some relationships, um, to other business owners like Jordan Tong. You know, we, we, uh, originally made a deal with Jordan, um, I think this was even maybe a little bit before you came on to the peer group when I was kind of hosting the call and participating in the call. Um, I had talked with Jordan and he had brought up his um, BSC group and we enjoy and we joined that so we could follow, you know, what he was teaching and stuff. But I kind of worked out a side deal with him where it was like, hey, once a month, could we get you on our call for 30, 45 minutes and just talk through ideas with us? Yeah. And cause he runs a $15 million company and you know, our, we're, our, ours is the largest and we're at seven. Um, you know, how can we get there? So learn from somebody that's better than us. That's, that's been our goal all along. So he did, and we worked out this deal and now We've exited the deal and corporate has picked up the deal. So corporate pays for him to come in. I don't know if it's monthly or quarterly, but he does like an hour and a half to two hour webinar where he teaches on different practices that will make all the brands better. And so once again, that's a relationship that we made from going to these conferences and learning from these people and then just used it to improve our position in the janitorial world. Yeah. And absolutely. And then equally, there are conferences we go to for education. So same thing in the janitorial world, we have um, different conferences where this one's primarily focused around the trade show. This year was a little weird, but um, in the past it's been primarily focused around the trade show, but then we have others we go to that's heavy education. Yeah. The executive conference in April or May. And then uh, we've in the past, we haven't done it in recent years, but we've gone to the IFA convention, which has been it's heavy on education yeah and it's geared towards franchisors but it's also beneficial to franchisees and so we've been there and and been on a little bit of the forefront um of what's coming down uh the pike so speak with franchising and you know the other franchisees in office pride and scooters kind of have to wait for corporate to disseminate or hq to disseminate that information Josh, if you listen, I was speaking about corporate for scooters, HQ for office Office pride. Gotcha. Yeah, no. And so we, uh, we've done that. Um, so that I went just last week, I was in Denver, uh, for scaling up conference with Vern Harnish. So you actually, when you were with HQ, you took our peer group at the time. It was myself, Chris Middleton, Scott Gibson. There was, I think it was just the three of was us it that just went. Three of y'all? Yeah, maybe so. There may have been somebody else in it, but we were the only three that went. We went to Dallas. You guys got us a trip to Dallas, and we got to sit in on a workshop for scaling up, which is the Rockefeller habits, if you're not familiar with right. with those. Uh, but this time, uh, Todd um, Hopkins, who is our founder, um, paired up with our CEO, Josh Weiss, and they took myself – Matt Mays and Todd Jones out to Denver for the scaling up conference with Vern Harnish. And I'm telling you that guy has forgotten more than I'll ever know. He is so <laughs> freaking smart. He, yeah. He's good. He's very good. And he caused us to think, I mean, he challenged us at our, 
at our level, it didn't matter what industry you were in. He he talked about trash pickup in Europe. He talked about, um, oh man, he talked about so many different ferry business in the Philippines, a printing project here in the United States. He brought in so many different companies as examples to show you, like, hey, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. These things are proven and work if you want to scale yeah. your business, 10x, quote unquote, your business. And so it challenged us. We had our peer group call today and we talked about a couple of those things like the the good, better, best selling technique, the challenging of our brand statement or brand Slogan, promise, tagline, yeah. promise, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, and so for, for me, that trip was educational and to spend that one-on-one time with Matt Mays, Todd Jones, Todd Hopkins, Josh Weiss, invaluable. I mean, the conversations that we had really spurred up some good conversation for us to, to work on. And so much so we have a follow-up call on Friday to kind of circle back and follow up on where we were at with all, what all we learned. Cause there was just so much pages and pages and pages of notes. So, yeah. And probably the biggest skill set that we've always had is when you go to a conference, well, there's two things. One is there's a, a franchisee or he was, was a franchisee, I should say, but an office pride. And he was famous for saying, I'm, I just need one thing that's going to pay for the trip. And, you know, he was like, I'm going to listen and pay attention to every teaching session. I'm going to work that vendor floor until I find that one thing that, pays for this trip, but it doesn't pay for the trip until the second part comes in, which is doing it, doing something that you learned from, from that event. So like last year, this same convention, we were walking around the trade show floor and um, it was Matt's first time. And so he was kind of blown away and we were kind of just enjoying showing him and letting him ooh and all over everything. But we ended up walking away, buying some equipment that added Thirty thousand dollars in in business for us, yeah. And added value in that. Hey, once again, we're sinking our hooks further in because yeah. now you're doing more. Like, yep. It's not just revenue; it's creating that a value add for us, right? It's one extra thing that we get to handle for them. Yeah. Yeah, and so we're always looking at conferences. You know, we've gone to some. I went to the Grow Conference this year, uh, which is the Scooters Conference, and oohed and awed over it. There were uh, several several cool things that we got to do and hear, and got to hear a great speaker um, yeah, talk about been... teamwork and really brought some of those things back. And that's the important part is like, so not everybody gets to go, right? We're not all at every conference, but coming back with that information and relaying it and getting the people to buy into what you heard. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you're I was I was leading <laughs> I was leading him up so he could talk and he decided to cherries. Eat cherries and now he's choking on cherries and it was the alcohol and the cherry that's getting me not <laughs> sipping on gin and juice. But yeah, it it really is like one of the things that I try to always do leaving a conference is on the airplane, just stop and think, okay, let's reflect for a moment on everything I heard, everybody I met. And what's, you know, the top one or two things that I want to do to actually take action on when I get back. Um, and it's like, if, if you go to a conference and you, you do one or two things from what you learned, like every conference will 
pay for itself eventually. Yeah. Um, and like this year. So one of the things we bought, I bought another piece of equipment, but it's to solve an issue we've always struggled with. Um, and we were going to have to figure it out anyways. And that's window washing. Um, what you think? What do you mean you struggle with? Yeah, sure. We could pay anybody to go out there with a bottle of Windex and some paper towels to clean windows, mm-hmm. but that isn't always profitable and it doesn't always result in streak free windows because training people to do that. It's actually more difficult than you would think. But we went there and I was like, I know there's a system. I want to check it out. I want to find out exactly what will meet our need. We don't need to do a skyscraper, <laughs> but we need to be able to do one, maybe two stories that yeah. is easy to set up, easy to do. And we found that system. All we got to do is bring it back, put it in place and make it happen. Right. That's it. Which right now, you know, there's supply chain issues, but <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, so for for me, we uh, I went to the scaling up, and one of the guys got up and talked about the good, better, best pricing. Um, and the way he talked about it is, it was quite kind of really interesting perspective. He said, "What's what's everybody looking for when they look at a proposal?" And we talk about it all the time. Oh, we know what it's is the it? The price. So he says, "List it first. Don't let them. Don't make them go searching for it. Just list it first. Let them find it easy and then let them scroll through and see what you have to offer after that. Because otherwise they skip through all the other stuff to get to the price because they want to know that first. If you put the price first, they're more likely to read the information afterwards because they've got the information they want. Now let's just see what else is on here. I was like, that's a good idea. And then he talked about the good, better, best pricing model where you offer the three proposals and the low ball price, you send that with what they're going to lose by going with that proposal. Hey, you're going to have a slower response to complaints. You're going to have less quality assurance visits, and we don't offer any special services. We don't do carpet or floor work. Yeah. You know, for the better, the proposal they're hope that you're hoping they take, which is our standard proposal, maybe with a slightly higher margin. And then there's the best, which is the creme de la creme with services that customers may choose to throw out, like disinfectant sprays, three cases of disinfectant wipes monthly, three hand sanitizers provided monthly and let them pick and choose. And then if they go with that best, you know, you're going to make the most money and give them the most reliable service. I was like, you know, those are unique ideas that we haven't necessarily considered at least recently. We may have years ago, but here recently we haven't except for during COVID when we offered the levels of disinfection, right? Like we said, Hey, we can, come in and just disinfect this area or we can disinfect all the areas and it's this much. And a lot of people chose them. The greater, even though it was more expensive, they chose the greater disinfection because they were wanting to protect their staff. Yeah. And then we may find that that increases our revenue and increases our, um, offerings, which, you know, part of our goal is to increase consumable sales, which the hand sanitizer and wipes would fall into that realm. Yeah. You know, absolutely. So like you said, we, we've got to find that one thing at each conference. And sometimes it's multiple things. Like I said, I've got pages and pages of notes. I can talk about, we talked about a compensation piece where it's internal pricing instead of looking at it as compensation. You know, if you've got a goal, a goal to pay what you're trying to get from a customer, find that goal for your, for your employee as well. Um, talking about the four P's of marketing, up, updating it to the four E's. I mean, I've just got 
pages and pages of notes where we're going to take this information and possibly turn it into something great. And if we get one thing and turn it into something great, then it was all worth it. Right. Yeah. Like you said, uh, just changing to good, better, best. If that increases close rate by 10%, it's paid for it more than paid for it. So that's how we choose to look at conferences. It's not the best way it's our way and it works for us so if you ever have any questions feel free to reach out to us through email or facebook at old-fashioned work and whiskey we're out <laughs>